tēnā ko te whakarongo mai nei, nei mai ki te haurua nā kōra mō te kopa, mō te zepa, ke kone taku rangatira lewi pae tēnei wā. Tangata rongonui rato i nā mahi whakarauro i te reo, ko mutu te wai ki te pezihana, nā koe i tētau nā toki, nā nui whao tērā kaupapa, ni hua mai ai, ko ngā tini kaupapa mō te oranga te reo. Arira, taku rangatira lewi, tēnei te mea te mātaua ki a koe tēnei ai ai, e koa ngā ngākau, ko tēnei kaupapa ko rangatira i a koe tō tāinga mai i tēnei ai ai. Mākui tūmonu te heo. Hey, Larry, so why the heck would you want to grab this uh, zebra Zephyr model for such an established uh, entity such as Te Mangai Pao? At the time, when uh, you and um, Rawinia uh, published it, uh, and Rawinia was on our board at the time, so it was, it was good to be able to actually have a conversations with her around it. I think that the, the, the most interesting thing for us was that it introduced into the landscape um, something that people could understand. The way that we sold it to our, um, our constituency was that, well, you know, if you have the kaki whero kei tēnei and timuti kei tēnei everybody in the population can sit somewhere on that line. And the, the notion that getting... Everybody, no matter where they are on that continuum, to take one step to the right is more powerful than creating another thousand fluent speakers. Yeah. It's sort of like, because that's what we're doing. You know, we're just focusing on creating fluent speakers and we can't turn them out fast enough to, to make a, a significant impact because, you know, so many of our kaumātua kui are passing away. That was something that people could understand, the notion of... Um, the power of that right shift if you're getting um, a, a big chunk of the population to make that shift, the contribution to uh, the revitalization of the rail is, is substantial. Mm. So we, we um, had a session with Raunia um, before you came in, thinking back a few memories to how the model came to be and all the different um, examples we, we used and from which the model was formed. Um, but you know, meeting you again two years ago and looking at the Mangai Pahu and uh, what you've done with the model, I mean, I was honestly just just blown away by that. Um, so when when the team said, let's look at it here, I said, actually, I know who's the perfect person to get it because you're taking it. We were very theoretical at the time. Mm. You know? mm. So what you've done is transformed to something else. So... I'm just going to hand it back to you, Larry. If you can just, yeah. So, so what 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 we did was we took your theoretical academic model and then tried to operationalize it, and um, we didn't get it right the first time around. Um, it, it took us, you know, and we we keep refining it. Um, so what we did was we did a survey and tried to um, segment the population into those categories and. Just using the three categories of zero, passive, and and active, or um, kore, po, awatea, we just got a flat line. We didn't get any contour in the segmentation. It wasn't until we then actually started drilling deeper and, and, and um, asking more penetrating questions that we could actually 
you know, segment the population more accurately mm. and, and into more useful chunks as well. So, um, you know, what we know is that it's about 9 to 10% of the population is in that kore one um, or fire uh, <coughs> is... <laughs> but what we also know is that they're mostly non-Māori, they're Pākehā and live in the South Island and over 65. <laughs> you know, there's not much point spending money uh, trying to change their views. Mm. Um, but what we also found out was that in P3, they've got a very kindly disposed to the notion of the reo and dao Māori, but they're not actively doing anything about it. Well, that's 22% of the population. And they represent a real opportunity because their age profile is uh, 22 to 44. So they're the parents yeah. of the kids in school today. And that we figure represents a real opportunity. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if we could get the education department to make, uh, to be teaching te reo Māori compulsory in schools, then we would have a huge impact on, in my mind, the corporate model because the kids would come home and the teacher, their parents would be working w w uh, with them on it, you know. So to the Māngai Pao, any strategies um, and how we can improve that? One of the things that we also realised, and I think you'll probably have noticed over the last three or four years, that um, I think that we've had a big impact over the last three or four years, and it's because what we did was we uh, we recognised that our contribution to real is uh, is status. That's that's primarily where we operate, and that is also what Corpa measures. You know, it it measures attitudes and behaviours towards the real, which are really guided by how you what you think about the status you give mm. the real. And so what we've focused on is, you know, trying to change people's attitudes with um, a lot more low real content, but but not just, you know, low, low real content for consumption, actually activities that are going to have an impact like, you know, uh, Waiata Anthems mm -hmm. is, is something that, you know, people... Uh, you know, they really enjoy it, mm. they can engage with it, and as a result of that, their, um, their opinion of reo changes, it mm. right shifts them. And things like matariki, we've had a little bit of a focus on this, still maintaining our fluent content as well, but just understanding um, a little bit better what our impact can be. Mm. Well, it, no, with the matawaita, we don't use the the copper model um, at the full range that you applied um, because most of our, our people are engaging with it in investment. So we've just gone to pretty much, we've moved the, your passive part, just shifted this part of the zero, mm. actually from zero, <coughs> zero position rather than the negative mm. uh, position. So so we use po, so we have the, the po mua, but, um, the po toko manawa, with the po tuarungu. Um, so we're using those as the same way to um, to, to get the shift happening, um, but we're we're nowhere near the level of refinement that the Mangai Paho has um, has applied it. Uh, hence, when they look to you as um, as a leader in that area, and we're still 
still improving all the time. So one of the interesting things is the current model is based on a survey that we do. That survey was our, our general audience survey that we used to do. And we refined it and we inserted some questions around um, COPA that enabled us to segment the population. And um, and now, <clears throat> well, we started off with a sample of like uh, a 700, 800. We realised that that wasn't a robust sample, so we went to a 1,000 or so, and then we engaged some other agencies and they contributed, and so we got it up to 2,500. All the time we're getting more accurate in terms of... Um, the you know the segmentation and and the the results of the survey and now what we've done is um, Nielsen CMI that we've added uh, corporate segmentation questions to that wow. so now we've got a, a sample of ten thousand wow. the data is not mature yet the interesting thing is because our sample that we've been doing it with Kantar we boosted it for Māori so we we were getting uh, you know the the, the Māori sample was a little bit over what would normally be the case in the population. So when we go to the CMI, uh, Nielsen CMI is going to be without a boosted Māori sample. And so it's going to be, again, more accurate. uh, And it may mean we mark time instead of moving. Mm -hmm. We may uh, end up marking time. But what what we're... there's a two-fold approach to it. Is one, getting the model as accurate and useful as possible, mm-hmm. and then working on, you know, the right shift and making people move, uh, you know, how do we get people to, to move to the mm-hmm. right? Did you say, um, when we were talking earlier about, <clears throat> you know, the negative experiences people have and then you get a bit of a lift shift there. But did you guys see any lift shift in, in the survey? At this point, I, I would say that we haven't, uh, picked up a left shift. What I would say is that we did have in one year we moved to the left two percent, but two percent is within the margin of error. Mm-hmm. So our our position at you know on the other might have been wrong to start with. You know, so we're not picking up any um, left shift. There's some interesting things that we now that we've linked to, to the the Nielsen CMI. Um, we, we've got a big decision to make, and that is whether or not we release, because we own the data at the moment, and, and Nielsen's will say, well, are you going to make that data available to their clients? Because what we've now got is the Nielsen, Nielsen um, uh, CMI sample segmented by Corpa, and that enables another round of scrutiny so, for instance, we did a little exercise on the Whitaker's chocolate when they were the Midaka uh, Krimi. There was, you know, public reaction, pushback on them doing that. But when we looked at the corporate segmentation for Whitaker's, in actual fact, the consumers of Whitaker's are down the uh, the right end of the corporate segmentation and the people that are making the noise are down the left end of the but they're not consuming your product, so you don't need to worry about it, you know? So uh, it's going to be interesting to be able to, you know, put products mm-hmm. uh, alongside of Corpora and, and mm. people can target their advertising. Wow. We haven't made the decision yet. We're going to leave it a, a little bit longer before we make that decision mm. and, and have some conversations mm. with um, our colleagues in the sector mm. to see, you know, 
what we want to do about it, you know. But mm. again, it's potentially another tool for, mm. um, you know, understanding audiences and understanding uh, markets. Do you, do you have anyone else that you share the model with? Oh, we, we share it with, with everybody, you know, like anybody who wants the, the data, we will give them the, uh, give them the, mm. the report from, that we get as a result of it. Mm. Well, especially uh, as you guys, in terms of refinement, you know, in, in developing it to another level or yeah. a number of levels. Yeah. You know, um, is uh, any other entities uh, using you to advise? Or advise? Uh, well, for Kata Māori um, uh, 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 are taking it this year, um, you know, and and TPK uh, and Totoda Fiti and, and you guys have all contributed various stages to the the model, um, and you know, but the, we we make the data available to anybody who wants mm. it. Uh, it I, I imagine, I imagine the the sales advertising sales department of TVNZ would really be really interested in getting the data and the analysis, and because uh, it could help them to sell more advertising, you know, or target their advertising mm. better. So, asking Larry here, you know, um, where do you see it? In the future, is Zippo Copper got a future with you in the in the near future or the distant future? Or the... Oh, I think I think it's I think it's um, going to be, you know, a, a significant tool in our kit for language revitalization, as as for the foreseeable future. You know, obviously there'll be a point when we uh, we've right shifted uh, the whole population where we won't need to be doing it anymore, but. I see it as being a valuable tool, and uh, I, you will have seen the the cabinet paper um, in relation to the mighty media sector shift, where the minister is saying that um, our corporate model is going to be <laughs> the measure for, yeah. you know, uh, the sector. Yeah. And it, it, let's be clear: it's it's a high level measure, yeah. and it's measuring the, the attitudes of. Yeah the nation to Te Reo Māori. Mm. Even somebody like Fishman uh, uh, sort of recognised that societal attitudes are the biggest impediment to um, language revitalization. Mm. Yeah, and I think that's when, you know, when we looked at the model was, um, now people get embarrassed about you being measured. It's like saying, oh, I'm a D, well, I'm a E, well, I'm a C minus, as against the A's and the B's. So... The model was in some way to combat that and just look at the potential. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, if given the right conditions, if given the opportunities and the proper support, what's the potential? So that's really what yeah. when we looked at. The model was geared for for that, you know, but um, didn't realise um, what its own potential was as a model. Yeah. Um, one of the other things that we're working on uh, uh, refining uh, it now is so um, you know we 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 changed it to copper and um, we drew on uh, pihi tūro tauparapara for the segmentations from you know kore faia fifia rawea ho tupuhoro kaora tea omarama and then my chair said um, oh, that's very poetic Larry but do people understand it you know. And uh, so, um, and the, the, that was about two years ago. We did that, and then this year, we we still kept the kore te po and and that that high level mm. um, poetic uh, uh, 
transitioning from kore to um, to awate, but we also branded the segmentation a little bit. So K1 became um, uh, Ngāko Kino, Ngāko Kawa, Hina Tore, Hiamo, Matara, Matatau, and uh, Toa. So that's how yeah. we segmented it. And we gave them translations for, for those those words. But now what we're doing is actually building personas for each of those yeah. segmentations. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, we understand who they are. Yeah. And Well, you know, like if they're not coming out of the academic side of you know, teaching the model language acquisition, for example, even just told, sort of say the model was telling you where you could be, you know, yeah. where you could be as... So trying to get them to look forward um, rather than be down and out and say, well, I'm here, but, man, all my mates are all up in the A's. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can move towards that. Yeah. Um, but um, I said, Larry, um, after seeing, <coughs> been, or two, and, might be two and a half years ago now, and uh, looking at the way you, Tamangai Powers, developed the model, um, and, and even going back to your, you know, your early days with the, the petition and na uh, tamato and all of that, you know, those were even back then. They were they were different parts on the on copper way back then, and the the people of New Zealand back then were in different parts of that the continuum. Um, so, you know, you've taken it from there right now, and from you were working with the couriers back then, Larry. You know. And hopefully, you know, you got 10% to work with now, so you got rid of 90% Larry. <laughs> um, now you've got down to the, really coming up to the top end of the, the passes and moving into the active space. Yeah. Um, yeah but, so, uh, so, yeah. 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 Uh, you know it's, it's it's been great how it's not only encouraged our team you know it it at work and engaged them mm. it's actually engaged our constituency because mm. I, there's still some work to do you know um the, the, the they still do a language plan and send in the same language plan for the next program, you know, without thinking about, well, what are the unique opportunities that mm-hmm. this particular uh, program offers rather than developing a generic um, language plan. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to, you know, encourage them to be even more creative, mm-hmm. just as creative in their language plans as with their content, you know. Mm-hmm. It keeps us excited and engaged mm-hmm. in the process, eh? I did... Uh... Uh, Yeah, I'm going to